Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise God, amen. Thank amen. God for you all, hallelujah. Welcome to Unlimited Grace Prayer Ministry, our 31 days journey through the book of Proverbs. So we are excited about what God is doing, amen. Glory to God, I'm glad that you joined us on today. We're also in a 40-day prayer marathon that started October the 1st, all the way through November the 9th, and we're going to give you more details because we're going to have a revival right after that, so you're going to have to come on out and be blessed, and as well, I'll be actually doing a, um, a surprise as well on the 11th, which we'll talk about shortly, amen. But I am glad that you're here today, I'm excited about what Miss Wisdom is going to teach us on today because on today we're going to talk about Miss Wisdom. Is that okay? Hallelujah. We're in the book of Proverbs. Today is day nine. So that means that we're in chapter nine. Amen. Glory to God. And thank everybody for joining us. I'm Apostle Robin Stokes, who is going to be actually going through the lesson with you on today. But we definitely want to give God the glory and the honor for our overseer here, Pastor Joe L. As a God bless you, man of God. Amen. And God bless all of you. And thank you for coming back. Now, make sure you share this because this is very important that we begin to study in the book of Proverbs because it actually teaches us about wisdom. Hallelujah. Making the right, the right decision at the right time in the name of Jesus as well as fearing the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's why I wanted them to make it real easy. I did not want to make it so hard to where we don't have an understanding because the Bible tells us in everything, you know what, understanding. And I believe as I continue to teach a mind, I believe that you will get a understanding and be able to follow along. That's why it's very important that you go ahead and get your Bibles out. I'll give you a couple minutes and also your notepad. You should have a, a journal that you already write. Today should be day nine in your journal. I told you that it's good that you make notes and you write down everything because you can always go back and reflect it. Amen. See, that's what wisdom is. Wisdom allows us to go back and reflect what we have heard in our hearing. Amen. That we can apply it to our life and do the right thing and make the right decision. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to go here and move into our lesson on today. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Amen. Because I believe and I know that God has something great for us. Dear me, Father, as you come before me in the name of Jesus, 
decrease me that you may increase in the mighty name of Jesus. That the words that I say out of my mouth, Holy Spirit, is of you and through you so that we will get an understanding that wisdom will be laid down as a foundation through this teaching through your word. Open up the, hear, the ears of your people that they will hear you, O oh God, and begin to put what they hear into action so that their lives will never be the same, that their lives will move forth and prosper what it is that they should prosper in you and through you. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I come against every distraction in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, I thank you for truth that is about to go forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, I need for you to go ahead and send this out. Share this. Amen. Don't share because it's me. Share because it's going to give somebody some knowledge, some understanding and wisdom, something that's going to help them to where they'll be able to apply it to their life. Amen. So, y'all, I need to ask a question now. I'm going to see who's going to beat me because, remember, I told you that obedience is better than sacrifice. And today is day nine, and we're going to talk about Miss Wisdom on today. Is that all right? But before we do that, there was one key scripture that I said is our foundational scripture that allows us to find something that is hidden. And I said this passage of scripture, we may have read it over and over again, but may not have known what was hidden through the scripture. So if somebody can quickly send in your comment what scripture I'm talking about. Uh, hallelujah. I'm going to give you a couple minutes. Come on, now. I need you to be obedient because I need to see how many of y'all listening. Amen. So go ahead and send that passage of scripture. Hallelujah. I'll give you a hint. It talks about something being hidden. And when something is hidden, we, we look at it as treasure. Glory to God. So come on. Come on. How many of y'all going to be obedient and send it on through? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. God may have something for you for being obedient. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. But anyway, let me tell you this. Wisdom is a protecting force. I tell you that. Oh, it protects us from going down the wrong way. Hallelujah. It, it protects us from not having to make a, a, a U-turn. Hallelujah. See, sometimes we make U-turns because we don't went down the wrong way. Even though our spirit, amen, not our natural wisdom, but our godly wisdom raised up, but we still wanted to go that way. And once we got halfway, we knew that it was only a one way. So we had to turn back around and come back the other way. So I'm here to tell you that wisdom is a protecting force. It protects us from making the wrong decision. It detects us from going down the wrong road. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Miss Wisdom. Is that alright? Because Miss Wisdom, my God, she's given us an invitation to wisdom. Hallelujah. We are in chapter 9, day 9. And, and I want to tell you that if you ever feel like you're lost while if you're getting on late, always know that whatever day we are on, that's what chapter we're on. Because we're doing a 31 day journey in the book of Proverbs. So that means that every day we're going through a passage of scripture. So today we're going through chapter 9 because today is 9, the ninth day. Hallelujah. Amen. But at the same time, we're going to be unlocking the power of the of Proverbs. See, that's what we're doing right now, y'all. We're unlocking the power of Proverbs, which give us 
the ability to know wisdom and have understanding and the knowledge to know God. Amen. See, we got to know how to walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. We got to know how to operate in the wisdom of God. We have to know how to what? Be discerning in the wisdom of God and use discretion in the wisdom of God and be disciplined in the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. And be discerning in the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So as we go ahead and cross over into this chapter, I want to remind those that was not with us on yesterday. In chapter 8, Solomon began to introduce God's wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. And begin to talk about Miss Wisdom. He began to lay the foundation about Miss Wisdom. Hallelujah. And then now as we walk into chapter 9, glory to God, he continues to paint a picture of what Miss Wisdom is saying as she laid down um, this, this what she's about to say, but it's talking about an invitation. It's talking about a banquet. It's talking about a feast that she is about to spread. That she's going to put before us. Amen. It lets us know how Miss um, Wisdom, hallelujah, furnished her home, how beautiful her home is, and how she's getting prepared for the banquet. You know, usually when you're being, getting prepared for a party or a banquet, you make sure that you get the place out really nice. Amen. You make sure that you have everything in order and everything intact. That's what we're going to be talking about in the book of, of Proverbs chapter 9 on today. Laying that table out for that banquet. Laying that table out for that feast so that we can know wisdom, so that we can unlock the power of wisdom. Amen. And how to prepare it and how to furnish it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But the scripture that I was talking about is Isaiah 33 and 6. How many of y'all knew that? Hallelujah. Can I get some hellos? I mean, are you hearing me? Um, are you making notes? I've been talking about Isaiah um, 33 and 6 being our key foundational scripture. Why? Because in this scripture it says, And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. These times, the times that we're in right now, we're going to have stability in wisdom, in knowledge, in understanding, and our strength of salvation is going to be our portion. Amen. But the fear of the Lord is our treasure. Amen. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 33 and 6 says, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thou times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. God don't put things right on the surface. He want to know how low will you go? How low would you go to get what you need? A lot of times we stay on the surface. And the reason why we miss God is because we're not willing to get down low. We're not willing to prepare that feast, that table that needs to be prepared the right way in elegancy. Hallelujah. We want to just prepare it in all, our own way, our own ability on how we want to do it. But when you begin to dig deep down in God, what happens is you begin to 
what? Not only discover, but rediscover the treasures, hallelujah, that was hidden, amen. You're able to get closer to God. You're able to know the mind of God. So as you continue to fear the Lord, his treasures is being given unto you because now you are respecting God. You're loving God. You're seeking God diligently day and night. Nobody don't have to tell you to pray. Nobody have to tell you to come to church. Nobody have to tell you to preach your word. But because you love God, because you love the things of God, you seeking him day and night. Why? Because you fear the Lord. Nobody ain't got to tell you you're doing the wrong thing. Nobody ain't got to tell you you're going down the wrong way. When you fear the Lord, you ain't going to do the wrong thing. You won't go down the right way. I know for me, I love to be transparent with you guys because in me being transparent, I can help somebody. And not just help anybody, but I can help even some leaders. Because a lot of us leaders is in um, is in doing all types of things. But I remember when I was in my sin and, and I dealt with addiction, glory to God. It was God that brought me out, amen. I mean, I was preaching, I was teaching, I was doing all kinds of things. But I still had an addiction, hallelujah. But God delivered me, why? Because I began to, even though I was in God, I loved God, but the fear of God was not there, hallelujah. As God began to show me how to love him and how to trust in him, then the fear of the Lord began to be my portion because more knowledge came, more wisdom came, more understanding came. Then I began to fear God. I did not, I did not want God to move away from me. And not only that, I began to fear what it can do to me, what it can do to my body. Hallelujah. And also, what happened if somebody found out how I would be exposed, my integrity, my character would be messed up. Amen. So I feared the Lord. I feared those things. So I seek for help. Until I was able to come truthful to myself, then God was able to deliver me. God was able to transform me and transition me out of my addiction. And I'm here to just let you know that God would do the same for you. Hallelujah. That's Miss Wisdom, y'all. Miss Wisdom lets you know when you're doing wrong, but you need to do right. Hallelujah. That's why you got to understand wisdom. You got to understand the fear of the Lord. Amen. But again, I'm glad that we went through that verse. Amen. So come on, let's just talk about it. But let me just help you first paint a picture and what we're about to walk into because we're about to walk in chapter 9, Proverbs chapter 9, and it's talking about wisdom invitation. But it's also letting us know that this wisdom is also preparing glory to God and furnishing a bountiful feast, a bountiful meal, something that is prepared and ready. Hallelujah. So, but at the same time, we have to also remember to paint a picture before God on what feast are we serving. We have to make sure our feast is, is, is presentable. We have to make sure our, our, our feast is something that's going to give life. Our feast cannot just give death, meaning that our feast can be contaminated with gossip. It can't be contaminated with sowing discord. It can't be contaminated with evil. I want you to know something. I know you may say, Apostle, you're getting a little deep, but when you cook with an angry spirit, don't you know that spirit is going in the food? Glory to God. That's why I'm careful. When somebody's angry and I'm out to eat and they try to serve me my food politely, I get 
hit the manager and I asked him, please, could you get someone else to serve me and cook my food over? Why? Because I don't want that angry spirit jumping on me, glory to God. So that's why anything that you prepare, you got to make sure that your spirit is right. You got to make sure that your heart is right. You got to make sure that your mind is right. Why? Because you got to make a connection between wisdom, hallelujah, the wisdom that you're going to do right, the wisdom that you're going to follow God, the wisdom that in all of this, if I do right, I'm going to have a good life. I'm going to have an everlasting, hallelujah, eternal life of heaven. Amen. And God is going to protect me. And God is going to look after me. And God is going to make sure that I have not only what I need, but it's going to make sure I have everything that I want. Amen. So that's why we got to make sure that the picture that we're painting for this feast that we're about to talk about is a feast of life. You know, a lot of times we can paint a picture of the feast that we're going to serve. You got to be careful to everybody table that you go to because sometimes they may entice you with things of this world. They may say a little wine is good. I don't think so. They may say a little beer is good. I definitely don't think so. They may think, say, oh, if you smoke a cigarette, it's all right. Oh, no, it's not because you are defiling the temple of God. So you got you to be careful on what feasts and banquets and cakes that you're sitting at because you don't know what they're offering, amen? Because Satan, he always tried to offer and paint a, a rosy picture of life that, that, that it looks good and it looks glamorous and it, and it seems like that it's God, but really in reality, it's not God. It just It's just enticing. It gets you in. And once it gets you in, now it moves you away from God. Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So, when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning. Lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. Amen. And then next thing you know, you're dealing in a life of drugs and you're dealing in a life of sex and alcohol. And then the money is even getting good. Now you got fast money. Glory to God. Everything is looking so attractive to it. You got an excuse for everything. You're not on walking even in the same path. So you got to be able to have an ear and an eye to see because Satan always tries to use deception. He have to, you have to be able to have an eye to, to see 
that these things are just an attraction, but it's not healthy. It's not going to give me life. Amen. Because there are eternal consequences. Hallelujah. See, internally, you may be enjoying it. That means on the outside, you enjoying it, but eternally, amen, it may cost you death. Amen. So eternally, it may cost you death, but internally, it may make you feel good. Hallelujah. So that's why the enemy continues and, and make it so convenient for you to fail. Amen. And at the end of the day, he's trying to invite you in to fail you. He's trying to invite you in to enticement. He's trying to, to invite you in. And then, matter of fact, he say everybody is invited. Matter of fact, even your enemies, everybody make it seem like it's God. But really, all it is is reserved for a complimentary state and eternal damnation. Hallelujah. Means that you're going to hell. Amen. But Miss Wisdom invitation has no fine print or trappings or strings attached. Amen. See, that's why we want to accept the invitation of hope. We want to accept the invitation of doing right. Amen. Why? Because it is going to be rewarding. It is going to be fulfilling. It's going to be a life that we're going to be able to enjoy. So that's why her table is spread and decked out so nicely. Her feast is, is prepared, amen, and ready, amen. But the thing is, are you ready? Are you ready to accept the invitation of getting more wisdom, getting more understanding and knowledge? Well, let me help somebody. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you some time in God. It's going to cost you some time in prayer. It's going to cost you some time in reading your word. It's going to cost you some time in dying out to yourself. It's going to cost you some time and give up some things that you hold real dear to you. Hallelujah. Now, let me be clear. When you do receive her, amen, and when you receive her, what you're receiving is accepting Christ Jesus, your Lord, as your Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. And it allows you to walk and operate in your kingship authority. Amen. So when you're ready to walk in your kingship authority, then you want to go ahead and accept that invitation of Miss Wisdom. Okay, I don't want to lose nobody. I hope that, you, that you're right there. Is everybody getting that? Amen? Amen. Because at the same time, I do want to let you know, even when you accept that invitation from Miss Wisdom, I'm not saying that you're not going to face life challenges. You're going to face many challenges in life. But the thing is, you have to trust in God. The Bible says to trust in the Lord with all of that heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Meaning that even though when the times seem hard, you got to lean more on God. You got to trust more in God. You got to call more on God. You got to be in the face more in God. You got to do all things in God so that your faith will not waver. So that you won't get tossed to and fro. So that you will not be uprooted. Because life sometimes shakes you. Life sometimes makes you scratch your head and say, mm. Life sometimes makes you feel like throwing in a towel. But I'm here to tell you to hold on. Hold on to your invitation. Hold on to your wisdom. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to all things. Amen? Because we face the challenges. Hallelujah. But God is with us. 
The Bible says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. That he will always be with us. Amen. Why? Because he loves us. Amen. So that's why we have to make sure that we trust in the Lord. Amen. Because when we trust in the Lord, we trust him to do all things. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm letting you know you're going to face some life challenges, but don't give up. God will be in you, on you, with you, and for you every step of the way. Let me repeat that for somebody that may not, did not hear me. I said God will be in you. Okay. God will be in you. He will be on you. Abby, God will be on you. God will be with you. Hallelujah. Angie, God will be for you every step of the way. Don't give up. Don't give out. Sister Palmer, God will be in you, on you, with you, every step of the way. Hallelujah. See, one thing I want to tell you is this. When you got God on every side, you can experience victory and success and joy and just living a just life like never before. But if he's not with you, then you're not going to live a life like this. That's why you have to fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, be in the Lord, so that you can experience victory. You can experience his love. You can experience his comfort, his joy, his peace, his love, his kindness, his gentleness, his long-suffering. Hallelujah. His, his, all of his fruits of the Spirit is yours. Hallelujah. It's your portion. See, when we succeed in God, amen, it frees us from Satan's lies. It frees us from his deceit. It frees us from corruption, backbiting, gossip, sowing discord, hate, unforgiveness, bitterness, hatred, wrath. It frees us from that. Those spirits would not be able to obtain us. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why we must understand this wisdom. See, I'm laying the foundation down for this wisdom. So when we get to travel through the scripture, your hearing will be open to have an understanding. So that revelation and the word of God can hit your spirit. Amen. So what does this mean for you today? It means that God is inviting you. He's inviting you. He's inviting you to come. And, and when you come with pure motives, this is what's going to happen. But also, he's saying you know that these things are also in the way. So there's going to be some good and there's going to be some bad that you're going to have to be able to have an eye to see. But he's given us an eye opener. Hallelujah. Miss Wisdom is giving us an eye opener so that we will be ready and charged. So when it come up against us, we know exactly how to handle it. Amen. Amen? So, don't be fooled in thinking that your decision does not matter. Hallelujah? Now, the Bible lets us know in Hosea, amen, that there is, as we sow a wind, we will reap a whirlwind. So, when you sow a wind, a wind of your time in prayer, a wind of your time in studying the word, a wind of your time in spending with God, 
A wind of your, a sowing a wind of your love to God and respecting God. You will reap a whirlwind. Hallelujah. So make the right choice. Hallelujah. So come on, y'all. Let's go ahead and journey through the book of Proverbs chapter 9. First scripture. Wisdom has built her house. Wisdom has built her house. She has hid out the seven pillars. We're going to go through six because it's broke down in three categories. Hallelujah. So I'm going to go through six. God bless you, Father. Hallelujah to you, Apostle Dr. Uh, Clark. Hallelujah. And also my son. God bless you, uh, Jacob, all the way from Ghana. God bless you as well, man of God. Amen. So wisdom has built her house. She has healed out her seven pillars. She has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. Hallelujah. She has sent forth her maidens. She cried upon the highest place of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn and hither as for him that want of understanding. She said to him, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine which I have mingled. All right, let's stop there. Let's tackle verse one. It says, Wisdom has built her house. She has hid out her seven pillars. Amen? Well, the first thing we must take a look at right now is her house. Hallelujah. See, as a wise person, we must build our house. Uh-huh. See, the significance, the significant thing when when she just said she had hid out her seven pillars, amen, it conveys to the sufficiency of the house as a full house that's fit for the banquet. Hallelujah. So that's why even in this, what is your spiritual house? How does it look? What do it look like? Amen. See, our spiritual house when we read in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, let's go there. We're about to talk about the churches too. Amen. Hallelujah. This is going to bring it all down for us on today. We got time too because this goes up to 18 chapters and I'm taking the first six, the next six, and the next six. Amen. So let's go here. We're going to 1 Peter because I told you that we're going to be, um, we're going to be cross-referencing um, in, in the word of God, amen, even as we read the scripture here, we in Proverbs 9, verses 1, I just read verses 1 through 6, but I'm breaking down the, the scriptures, hallelujah, as the Holy Spirit gave it to me, and he just sent me to, hallelujah, 1 Peter 2 and 5, hallelujah, it says, ye also as living stones are built of Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Uh a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices, amen, acceptable 
unto God. Hallelujah. By Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you, man of God. Woman of God, hallelujah. Uh, Chief Apostle Williams, and also God bless you, uh, Minister uh, Daniels. God bless you. But again, our spiritual house, God bless everybody that's online, amen. Our spiritual house, we're talking about it needs to be pure. It needs to be holy. It needs to be set apart for God's use, amen. It needs to be built up, amen. It needs to be built up so that we can be an example of Christ. Amen. So when people see us, they see Christ. And then even, let's go over, so I, I read um, 1 Peter um, chapter 2 and 5, but I want to connect that as well um, with Hebrew 3, 1 through 6. So let's go through Hebrew chapter 3, 1 through 6. And then we're going to tie it all together. Amen. This talks about the house of Christ. See, there's no reason why your spiritual house should be out of order. Because the word of God gives us instruction. It gives us what we need to build our spiritual house. So for that reason, we can't blame nobody for our spiritual house not to be built the way that it should be built. Because the word of God breaks it down in different pairs um, 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 passages of scripture so that we can have an understanding. And this talks about the house of Christ. It says, wherefore, holy brother, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, insomuch as he hath, hath built the house, had more honor than the house. Amen. For every house is built by some man. But he that built all things is God. Let's stay right there. Let's repeat that. It says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, in so as much as he has built the house, have more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man. Hallelujah. But he that built all things is God. So just because God had you building a house, glory to God, and I'm not just talking about mortals and brick, your own house. I'm talking about the house of God. I'm talking about your temple. Hallelujah. Because the church is us, inside and outside. I'm not talking merely about the building, but I'm talking about us. God said in all things that he is the one who built the house. So our house must reflect God. Our house must resemble God. Our house must look like God. Our house must smell like God. Our house must talk like God. Our house must do all things in God. Because when our spiritual house steps out of the will of God, then that house is not of God. That house is somebody else's house, which is Satan's house. Amen? So know that in the, in your spiritual house, it's very important on how you build it. So you got to make sure that you use the instructions, which is the word of God, that tells us how to live, how to love and lean on God, how to become more and more like Christ by loving one another. Hallelujah. So these are ways that we can build our spiritual house. But remember, in all of our building, nothing belongs to us. It belongs to God. So that's where pride comes in. And remember yesterday, God said he hates pride. He hates evil. He hates arrogance and haughtiness. He hates all those things. Why? Because it takes us out 
out the will of God. Now we are looking at man. When it's not man that built the house or one man who built the house, but it is God. So in everything that we do, know that it is God. So even when you go through something, going through something, and you get offended, and you ready to leave the church, know that the man or the woman of God can build the church. God built the church. And yes, you may be going through some things in the church, but don't allow those things to move you out of the will of God to stop you from building your spiritual house. Because you got to be able to hear the word of God because it says in all things get an understanding. And how do we hear? How's our faith increased? By the hearing of the word of God. So don't remove yourself from the spiritual house, the structure, because you want to make sure your spiritual house is being fed. Your spiritual house is maturing, being more like Christ. Amen. So this is what we're talking about with this wisdom on today. We're talking about the invitation. Amen. So that's why we have to be an example, hallelujah, of God's house. Amen. Our confidence must not be in our own ability. It must not be in our own intellect, our own theology, ideology. But it needs to be in Christ. Why? Because he is the one who built the house. Amen. I got stuck right there because everybody building these houses and they're leaving God out. That's why God is nowhere in there. That's why the glory of God is nowhere around. That's why people still in the wheelchair, people still deaf, because the power of God is not in the building. We just sounding real good. That's it. We just making a lot of noise, but ain't saying nothing. We need the power and the glory of God to come back into the house of God so he can be God. He is the Savior. He is the one who healed. He is the one who set us free. Move out the way. He just gave us the office and the positioning to use us because he's spirit. But we should not allow our flesh and our own mind to take over the things of God, to take over his house. Now we're going to be talking about the seven churches, glory to God. Which church do you belong to, glory to God? Because a lot of us think that we belong to one of the churches that is of God. But don't you know, sometimes you're not even close to that church. You're far away from that church. Why? Because your spiritual house is all um, contaminated. Because you gossiping. Because you're so in discord. Because you don't have loving for your brother. And then leaders, we're pushing people out of the church. We're not loving them. We're not helping them. We're just judging them. The first wrong that they make, we're ready to say sit down. Let me take your ordination. First of all, God elected us. Hallelujah. God is the one who called us and ordained us from the foundation of this earth. Who are we to take away something that God has given unto us? Now I'm not telling us not to discipline one another, but what I am saying is allow God to give you instruction on how to handle that individual, amen because maybe God is doing something in that, it's not always the devil, amen know and be able to discern the voice of God, so leaders we need to be more lenient we need to also put our foot down we need to continue to walk up in God, because the reason why people do what they do, leaders behind you that do what they do is because you do it. So that's why they don't respect you and that's why they're doing the things that they're doing because you're doing those things. And one thing I do know is people follow people. So if they see you doing it, they may feel that it's the right thing to do. So what are you doing? What are you doing when no one is looking? What? How's your spiritual house?
house being built. Amen. Amen. And then it goes on to say, and Moses verily was faithful in his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Did you hear what he said? Faithful in his house as a servant. We have moved away from servanthood. We want to be just apostles and, and pastors and teachers and prophets and evangelists and bishops and ministers and, and, and musicians and, 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 and other whoever auxiliary. Uh, but we are first servants. We should always be ready to serve. We should always be ready to help somebody. Remember I told you before, you know, we shouldn't wait for people to have to come greet us because we apostles. Why not go greet them? Why not go to the door and when people coming in, greet them? Why do you gotta wait for somebody to come bring you some water and somebody to come shake your hand because you the apostle or you the bishop? Come on now, that's not a servant. A servant will give up, get up and run. Hallelujah. And then show love. Remember Abraham, glory to God, when he saw them from afar, he didn't know that there was angels' glory. All he did was he saw a shadow. He saw them coming. He did not even think about who it was or why it was coming. He ran to them and then when he got to them he bowed down, glory to God and began to worship them by showing humility unto them and he began to offer in them to come to feast with him. This is what I'm talking about about this wisdom, about this feast, glory to God. See when he called them, he said listen I need y'all to come on back with me because he knew that if there were since they were out there, see back then there was no shade, glory to God. When the sun beat down back then, it was hot. So just imagine walking through the desert, hot. So when you see somebody, you see something to drink, you expect them to offer you something. You don't just walk past and still thirsty. So he ran to them and bowed down to them and began to say, listen, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Glory to God, not even knowing that they, he was the angel of the Lord, not even knowing that he was about to bless him, not even knowing that he was entertaining the angel. So y'all, all I'm saying to you is this, remain a servant, be a servant, always have your servanthood on, in and out. I don't care if you are getting up to preach or you are getting up to teach or you're going to do a program over here or a program over there. Always be willing to serve. Always be willing to open the door for somebody. Pull out the chair for somebody. Go get somebody something to drink. Glory to God. Don't just be waiting. Just don't wait to be served. But go and serve. Hallelujah. Who are we? Glory to God. I remember back in the day we were run to do stuff for my grandmother. She didn't have to do it. We were racing. She had told us to go get something. We'd be the first one who would go get it. Let me go get it. I'm about to beat you to go get it. We, she wouldn't have to tell us twice to go get it. We will run and go get it. We will run and do what she tells us to do. Nowadays, you got to tell people over and 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 over. I don't understand why you're going on like that. Apostle, because you Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard. 
Taylor Square and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. You! It is sad. But we say we all say. No, we're not. You're not hearing. Your hearing is off. You're, you're not hearing the voice of God. You're not hearing. You're not hearing. You're listening. See, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Listening is going in one ear and not the other. There's no action. But when you hear me, you put an action to it. So that's the difference. Amen. And then it says, but Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm into the end. Amen. So that's that spiritual house that I'm talking about. Amen. But it also said, out her seven pillars. Which brings me over to Revelation. Let's go to Revelation. Amen. I want to give us some food on this on today. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead and praise God in Walmart. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, God say, take him with us to the marketplace. Amen. You don't know who may be right there. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you, woman of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, let's go to Revelation 21 and 3. It says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he, excuse me, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. Amen. See here, we understand and see that the tabernacle of God is with us. Amen. God is our house. Amen. So because the spirit of God is in us, we got to respect God. We got to respect how we treat our spiritual house. So that means that whatever comes in this spiritual house, dealing with talking, is, 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 you know, what people are saying to us through conversation, because when they're talking to us, it's coming in our house. It's coming into our spirit. So is it good talk or is it gossip? See, you got to know the difference. Because if it's gossip, then that ain't good. That ain't good to come into your spiritual house. It needs to be something that's good. Something that's going to bring life. Something that's going to bring eternal life. Something that's going to push you towards your purpose and destiny. Something that's going to gear you towards the things of God. So you got to be careful what you're allowing to come up in your house. Why? Because it is God's house. Amen? Hallelujah. So even when we begin to talk about the seven pillars, hallelujah, it is talking about in the temple of Jerusalem. Because seven means spiritual, means complete, 
Seven means to complete. Hallelujah. So as we are um, operating and our, our spiritual house is cleansed and our spiritual house is built up in Christ, that means that we have a completeness. Hallelujah. Because seven represents what? Completeness. Amen. And the pillars within us, amen, represents our spiritual house of perfection that God has built his house in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can also see when we talk about even the seven churches in um, Revelation, amen, how symbolic that that also um, represents um, which church, the seven churches, hallelujah, and Revelation as well, as well as the seven fruits of the Spirit. So when you're talking about the seven fruits of the Spirit, amen, we're talking about God himself. We're talking about his characteristics. We're talking about his attributes, hallelujah. So when you're talking about seven pillars, you're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit. You're going to be talking about the seven churches, hallelujah, to make sure that you're not operating as some of the churches, amen, that was in the book of Revelation, amen. Man, or you could be talking about what we just said right now and seven being complete. Amen. So let's go ahead and go with verse two. If there's any questions, just put them on a comment. If there's anything that I missed that you think that um, shall be um, given, amen, please let, let, let me know. And we're going to also um, I'm gonna also break down those seven churches as well. Hallelujah. Amen. But before I break down those seven um, churches, amen, and also the seven seals, remember? Hallelujah, there were seven seals as well. Hallelujah, amen. So we're going we're gonna to break down the churches, amen. When you read through um, Revelation, um, we can start there at chapter 2. Um, all the way over to, for those in your reading, you can take time out and read this. It's going to be chapter 2. It's going to be chapter 3. So 2 and 3, amen. We're talking about the churches, amen, hallelujah, amen, the seven churches. And it tells you each church, amen, and what they represent. It lets us kind of compare us to what church we may be representing, amen. So we know how we need to get our house in order, hallelujah, our spiritual house in order, because he is soon to come, and we definitely have to get our spiritual house in order, hallelujah. Are we getting somewhere, hallelujah? I'm not getting too deep, and I'm trying to make it as simple as possible that even babes can understand. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Proverbs, okay, let's go with number two. I said we're going to first six. We already read it, so I'm breaking down one through six, chapter nine. So verse two says, she has killed her beasts. She has mingled her wine. She has also furnished her table. Hallelujah. Here in this passage of scripture, the wine... Hallelujah. The table was furnished with beasts and wine. Hallelujah. Amen. So that lets us know that this table was contaminated. Amen. It was contaminated. Amen. So that means that it reduced the power. It reduced God showing up. Amen. Why? Because there was intoxication. Amen. But instead of there being a wine there. Amen. What about it just being the favor of God and some water there, amen. Because wine, we know, hits you intoxicated. It, it affects your spiritual house, amen. 
It, it, it moves you out of the will of God. Amen. So the thing is, it's like a strong drink. Hallelujah. I mean, some people, they, um, they, 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 they may try to make excuses for drinking a little wine. Because when you go to the Bible, glory, it, it says, when Paul said, you know, take a little wine for the stomach. You know, because some days you may, come on now, no, 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 no. It's not talking about liquor. It's not talking about that stuff that can get you intoxicated. The wine I'm talking about is because you can't pour old wine into new wine skin. Glory to God. And I'm talking about the spirit of God. I'm talking about the power of God. I'm talking about the anointing of God. I ain't talking about wine itself that you go and buy at a store, but I'm talking about the power and the anointing of God. The glory of God. Those are things that are poured into us. That's why we got to die out so that the old anointing can move out the way. The old glory can move out the way so that newness can come. So that God can do a new thing in our life. Amen. So we, now when you're going down here, Miss Wisdom is saying, wait a minute, hold on. Now this type of wine, I know that it's been diluted with water. Hallelujah. Even though it's really alcohol, but what they do with wine is they dilute it some so that it won't be as strong as maybe some 151. Come on, somebody. Or what about some genius? I don't know about you, but what about some wild turkey? Okay. Or what about some Hennessy? All right, all right. See, I'm saying that it's diluted, amen. So it's not going to be as strong as that, okay? Okay, I may have missed your drink, royal cry. I don't know, but that was back in the day. But I'm saying, sanctify and deliver. I'm drinking just water, glory, and green tea, glory to God, and coffee, glory to God, only by the grace of God, because God even saved me because I was an alcoholic. So that's why I know what wine is, glory, because I remember stopped drinking alcohol, liquor, and went to wine. I said, okay, I ain't drinking liquor no more, so okay, maybe this won't hurt as bad, but it was all still the same because I was still intoxicated. I was still I was still drunk because if you drink enough wine, even though you say, oh, it's just bellowing me out. It just makes me feel real good. I don't get, you know, how often, but drink enough of it. You won't be high as kite. You, I don't care if you drink just a sip. Because if you ain't drink and you begin to drink, you're going to be intoxicated. I don't care what you say. You're going to be intoxicated, amen? So we cannot try to um, put like sugarcoat stuff, amen? It is what it is. It's a strong drink. So get away from it, amen? Hallelujah. Proverbs 93. She has sent forth her maidens. She cried upon the highest place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at the same time, we know that it is God Almighty, the bride, the Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So God is continuing to invite us into wisdom. He's continued to invite us in to let us know, okay, now this is what's going down. This is what's going up. It is a call of wisdom. Hallelujah. It is, it, it is not a secret, but it's public. You know, a lot of times we can try to do stuff secret.
truthfully. We say, well, don't tell such and such, or don't tell such and such. You know, let's make it a secret. But wisdom is not no secret. Wisdom is public. We should all know wisdom. We should all want wisdom. The Bible says in all things, what? Get an understanding. Amen? So we all should want wisdom. We It should be an invitation. It should be a call. It should be an invite. It should be something that says, come on in. I need it because I need to make the right decision. You know, because really in reality, I know that I'm supposed to do it this way, but last time when I did it that way, it really didn't work for me that way. So maybe if I do it this way, maybe it will not be as bad as it was that way, but I don't know because I'm not really hearing it this way. But the thing is, when you get wisdom, wisdom tells you and shows you which way. Because from your past experience, if it did not work, why do the same thing? It lets you know that you got to try something else different. Amen? Don't make it fit if it doesn't fit. Hallelujah. Because you're forcing yourself. You're forcing it, and it does not fit. And what happens is it's uncomfortable. You know, women, when we try to make shoes fit, and they look real cute. Yeah, we wear eight and a half, but the way the shoe is made downwardly, the way the shoe is made is high. When we walk in the shoes, our feet hurt. But we want everybody to see our shoes. We want them to know we got on some bling bling. But really deep down inside, them shoes hurt. And if we get a minute, we gonna kick them bad boys off. You won't know my feet hurt, but I know they hurt. Glory to God. So y'all, that's why I'm saying you cannot force something to fit. Wisdom shows us how to make it fit, how to make it right, how to do the right thing. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So is there anywhere else, anybody? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm feeling good like a son should. Okay, amen. I'm feeling real good like a son should. Amen. Okay, verse 4. It says, whoso, hallelujah. Whoso is simple, let him turn and hither him that wanteth understanding, she said to him. Now, Miss Wisdom is talking. Okay, I want to read this in Amplified Version. I'm going to read 1 through 6 and be 1 through um, 4 where I'm at and Amplified if that's okay. Wisdom has built, built her, meaning spacious, sufficient house. Okay? She has hid out and set up her seven pillars. She was prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has set out her maidens. She calls from the highest places of the city. Whosoever is naive or inexperienced, let him turn and hear. As for him who lacks understanding, she says, come eat my food and drink the wine I have mixed. Hallelujah, and accept my gifts. And leave behind your foolishness and the foolish. And live and walk in the way of insight and understanding. Okay, Miss Wisdom, she's letting us know. Hey, those that are naive, those that are inexperienced, come on. Come and take heed in wisdom. See, the only way we're going to know if we sit in on a session. See, you got to be willing to come and sit down and listen, I mean, and hear. And hear what is being taught. It's not saying that you don't know. It's not saying that you're not who God called you to be. It's not saying that you're not an apostle. But the more meat that you eat, the more wisdom you 
titles and position and offices that we dare not go and sit up under someone that's not even elected as a bishop or an apostle. Maybe just be a member, but God has given him or she wisdom. So why are we so naive and not going to sit up under the wisdom because of their age, because their title does not match up? We're missing it because there's something that God wants us to retrieve. It's something that God wants us to have. So do not allow your experience, do not allow your qualification, do not allow your anointing, glory to God, to stop you from receiving wisdom because you may miss it. I tell you this, we take in about 75% of what we hear. The other 25 is lost somewhere down the line. So that's why we should always have an ear to hear. Because what we miss in the 25%, we can gain it if we just even go sit somewhere and listen. I mean, excuse me, hear whatever it is that we're saying. Because I don't want to say listen because we're not putting action to it and really not hearing anything. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it says in five, come eat, no, four. Let me break down four. God sends to the lowly, amen. So in this, God will send, send those, amen, that are low, those that are lo lowlier than others, amen, hallelujah, to even come and sit at the feet of wisdom. So just because you in a high caliber, caliber, and you see other people that are not in the caliber that you think they should be in because you're up here, do not look at them like they don't belong. Because God will send those that are even not maybe where you are to come and sit and hear wisdom and gain wisdom just to push them further in their purpose and destiny. So that when they get to their, where he's calling them to be, Wisdom is already their portion. Wisdom is already set in their spirit. Hallelujah. So when God invites you to come to gain wisdom, don't look at who's giving it to you. Know and discern that it's God first. Know and discern that it's wisdom. But don't judge it because you may miss something in it. If God sent you to it, Evidently, is something that he wants you to get out of. Amen? Hallelujah. So that's why we must come humbly unto God. Amen? And we, not, we need to not look at people so different than ourselves. Amen? Because God will send an invitation to whoever he will. He has no particular look. He has no particular qualification or credential. God will send an invitation to whoever. But the thing is, are you, would you accept it? Would you come? Would you step into the invite that he has sent unto you? Amen. Five, come eat of my bread and drink of my wine, which I have mingled. Hallelujah. See, Miss Wisdom is saying, come. Come and attain these words of wisdom that's going to bring you life. Come and obtain these words of wisdom that Jesus gave his disciples. Hallelujah. See, Jesus gave his disciples wisdom. He gave them understanding. He gave them knowledge. He gave them instructions. 
He told them what would come and what they would do when even he go to his father. Amen. So in everything, when God calls you, make sure you accept that invitation so that this wisdom can impart in you what it is that God needs you to have because God want to make sure that he breaks us. See, when the bread is talking about the bread of life, see, it was the bread that they broke for communion, the bread that represented the body of Jesus, the, 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 the wine, the blood, the, 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 the blood that represented the blood, amen, not real wine, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, let me put that out there, not real wine, okay, hallelujah, but anyway, the breaking of the bread, we need to break like that. We need to be broken within our spirit. Our spiritual house needs to be broken so that God can put us back again. So that God can put us back on a potter's wheel and spin us around some more and some more and some more and take out this and take out that. Take out this. Take out that. Why? So that our bodies can be built up. So that this spiritual house so that the Spirit of God can dwell in it. Because see, the Spirit of God is not dwelling in a house that's messy. The Spirit of God is not dwelling in a house that is contaminated. The Spirit of God is not contaminated, is not dwelling somewhere where he's not accepted or he's not welcome. Hallelujah. God has sent his invitation even out to the church, and we have not even accepted it. And I'm not just talking to us, the body. But I'm talking out to the body of Christ. God has sent an a, a, a invitation so that he wants to be invited in. So that he can bring healing and deliverance. So that he can set most of us free. But we have not yet took the invitation. He has even came and began to knock. And we still have not opened the door. He's still knocking and knocking. And we try to look at the people and then we say, it's God. But we sow into ourselves, we sow into the flesh, that we don't want to change. Hallelujah. All we want to do is continue to do our own program, our own way of doing things. Somebody told me, they say, we had to go back and revamp everything. Because in the beginning, when God gave it to us, everything was going well. But then when we begin to divert and do things this way, then that's when God said, no, I need you to go back to the beginning. The beginning, the point of origin. The point of beginning. The point of origin. Where I start, when you start. I need you to go right back there so that you can get where I'm trying to take you. Because a lot of times, we, we detour from where God is telling us to go. Because we get so caught up in the church. We get so caught up in members. And get so caught up in the church politics that we miss God and we miss the vision that God has given up to us. So that's why God ain't showing up. It ain't about the church's growing because you can have a house full of people and still have a dead church. Well, I have a house full of people and the church is dead. I need the power of God. Hallelujah. I can have one person. But if the power of God is in there, hey, more for us. But having a full house and no power and God ain't there, hey, no. I don't want to be in that house. Hallelujah. So we must answer the call. Amen. We must communion, commune with God. Amen. Six, 
Forsake the foolish and live. And go in the way of understanding. That means leave behind the foolishness. Things you used to do as a child, things you used to do as a teenager, things you used to do as an adult, um, young adult. Why are you doing those things still at 30 and 40? Come on now. Those things you did as a child. Hallelujah. Those things that hopefully you learned from. So why are you going back sniffing that same vomit? It ain't going to do nothing but get you deeper and deeper into sin and get you far away from God. So why keep going back to the things that you know is not healthy? Why do you keep going back looking at those TV shows when you know it make you begin to think of sexual thoughts when you're trying to stay? Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Clean when you're trying not to fornicate and wait for your wife or wait for your husband. When you begin to watch certain things on TV, I don't care if you're not condoning in it, but if you is masturbating and doing all these things, I know we're going there because, see, we don't talk about these things, amen? You're still out of the will of God. You may not actually be doing the act with someone else, but you have already committed adultery and fornication just because of the thought. And then just because of the imagination. So get your mind off of those TV shows. Get your ear gates away from that that makes you revert back. Because you would never go forward, keep on listening to the same thing that got you in the first place. Hallelujah. So that's why you need to be careful on what you take in your hearing. What you see through your eye gates. And also what you allow to come into your mind. Because you can become it. You think it. And then you become it. So in order not to go back to doing those foolish things, you got to start putting things in your mind that are positive. You got to start surrounding yourself around godly wisdom, around things that will bring life, things that are healthy, things that will move you towards your purpose and destiny. Amen? Some of us may have to lose some friends. Hallelujah. We love you, but sometimes when God is taking us to another direction, sometimes everybody ain't coming with you. It don't mean to stop loving them. We pray that they get it and come on, but I gotta go. Hallelujah. Because I'm not trying to miss God. Amen? 
but we need to live and walk in a way of insight and understanding. What is insight and understanding? It's what is God has given us through the word. When we read the word of God, he's given us what? Knowledge. Because what we're reading is coming in our knowing. And then there's insight. Where we're in the mind of Christ through the revelation, through the mysteries of God, through us discerning what he's saying through the scriptures as we're reading, as they're coming up off the pages. Now wisdom is being applied, and now we can take that and apply it to our everyday life, which is the application of whatever it is that we're going after. Hallelujah. So that's why it says in all things, get an understanding. Hallelujah. It says, come eat my food and drink. Um, okay, I, I read it there. So now, y'all, we're moving. We're moving to seven. We're going to do seven and nine together. Hallelujah. But it says, forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of the understanding. Hallelujah. See, one thing I do not understand is those that don't know God and those that are just out of the will of God. Hallelujah. They will say there is no God. But we know that there is a true and living God. Amen. See, we are turned from our foolish ways. Amen. So that we can have everlasting life. Amen. So we go in the way of understanding, of accepting our Lord Jesus Christ, and fearing the Lord Jesus Christ. And in all those things, a reward of his protection, a reward of his wealth, his honor, his love. And all of the things that he will bestow on us come with that. And us accepting the invitation of accepting our Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. This is what this wisdom is really just breaking it down and saying to us in this chapter. Accept your Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because he is the one who gives us all things. He is the one that allows us to receive eternal life. Because these things in this world... It's going to vanish. It's going to decay. It's going, you're not going to be able to take it with you. Matter of fact, you may not even go to heaven. So you definitely ain't going to take it with you. But these things is going to perish. It's not, they're not even going to be in existence. Hallelujah. So don't get caught up in things. Amen. So as we read verse 7 and 9, we will see how wise people receive reproof and rebuke with appreciation. And let me help somebody. Those that cannot receive reproof and reproof and correction, I'm not calling you this, but the Bible says, let us know, you are a fool. You are a fool. I'm sorry. If you cannot receive correction, if you cannot receive rebuke, and you cannot receive, um, if you cannot receive reproof, then, I mean, that's a fool. A fool can't receive these things because it's going to always be defensive. They're going to always be defensive. They're going to always have something to say. But when we know right from wrong, when we know God, we know that maybe we made a mistake. We know that maybe we, we, we went the wrong way. But leaders, let me help you. Please, please, please. Even when we reproof, reproof and correct, we need to do it in love. Yes, I'm saying we got our rod, but we must do it in love because love 
covers a multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. So when we correct in love, we rebuke in love, we reproof in love, glory to God, then they will be willing to accept it. But you got some that won't accept it because they're just fools. And that's why you got to know the difference. When you know they're fools, you begin to pray for them so that they can be accepted, acceptable so that they can receive what they need so that they would not be out of the will of God. Just don't throw them away. Just don't push them to the side. But pray for them that they have a ear to, a ear, to hear God and hear you rebuking them in love. I know and I've heard many people, counseling people, how they say their pastor treated them. But you know, a lot of times I don't just take that and just say, oh, that's not right. Because there's two sides to every story. I ask God for wisdom. But I never would repeat it. I never would tell them to do this and do that. No, because one thing, we definitely don't put our mouth on men and women of God. But it's somehow, I don't know, like God always seemed to make this happen, that the leaders always wind up calling me, talking about the situation, not even knowing that I counsel their member, Jesus. And then it gives me the ability to hear both sides. Now, that's God. Now, it's just a coincidence that that happened. But God allows me to discern and give me words of wisdom for both. Not saying one is wrong, one is right, one is right, one is wrong, but giving them words of wisdom to help better that situation. Amen. So we must learn how to reproof and rebuke and correct and love. But leaders, those that are not accepted, I mean receptive to receiving rebuke, correction, and love uh, in, in love. Know that they're fools and pray for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Seven. Okay. Se yeah. Okay. So we was in seven. He says, He that reproved is going to give it to himself shame. Okay. That's an um. Okay. Amen. So let's go ahead. Let's go seven. He that reproved is going to. Amen. He that reproves, he that reproves a scorner, uh, give to himself shame, and he that rebuke a wicked man give himself blotted out. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what I just explained on why these people receive reproof and correction and rebuke and with appreciation, but fools do not. That explained that passage of scripture already. I went ahead of myself. Sorry about that. Amen. I'm just moving ahead. Hallelujah. So that's why we need to make sure that we don't argue about the thing. Amen. But we ask God to step in. Amen. Because when God steps in, then God is able to help them. Because what happens is people become angry. Amen. They become so angry. Hallelujah. And they miss God. But at the same time, we know that they need to be delivered from that spirit of anger as well. Hallelujah. Amen. So at the same time, we must be willing to receive um, reproof and correction. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, reprove not his fraud lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man and he will love thee. Amen. 
See, a wise man will love you from the reproof, from the correction. Amen? And what from the reproof? Amen? They will love you. Hallelujah. Amen? But a fool will not. A fool won't accept it. A fool gonna make cuss you out. A fool may say, that ain't for me. A fool may, 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 may just quit on you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. So, nine. It says, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Hallelujah. For by me thou days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Amen? If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself, and they scorners that alone shall bear it. A foolish woman is, is clamorous. She is simple and, not, and know nothing. For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat in the, in the high place of the city, to the called passengers who go right on their way. Whoso is simple, let her turn and heed her. And as for him that wanted to understand, she said to him, Stolen waters are sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he know not the dead are there, and, and that her guests are in the depths of hell. Amen? So, let's break this down in closing. Hallelujah. We're right there. It says, Give instruction to the wise, and he will what? Be yet wiser. Teach a just man, he will what? Increase in his learning. Amen? Those who are wise are eager, are eager, are willing. Eager means willing. It means that you ain't got to force them. It means you ain't got to beg them. Matter of fact, they are willing to own what? They're willing to take instruction. Amen? From someone who has a little bit more knowledge and wisdom than they do. Hallelujah. They're willing to listen. They're willing to receive. Amen? The only people who can increase in learning are those who want to learn. You can't force people to learn. You can't force people to do what they don't want to do. If you give it to them, okay, they take it, if they don't want to move forward, then you can't force them. You can't force a horse to drink. So all you can do is give it to them, leave it there. If they want it, they'll come back and get it. Amen? And then the thing is, when they have the fear of the Lord, you won't have to force them. Because when you have the fear of the Lord, you're respecting God. You're loving God. And you're respecting on what he has given you. So he is giving you more instruction. He's giving you more information. He's giving you more wisdom and knowledge so that you can be the best that you can be. But when you reject that, that lets you know that you don't even have the fear of the Lord. Because Tim says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when you reject wisdom, you have no fear of the Lord. When you reject wisdom... There's no beginning. Hallelujah. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Hallelujah. So at the same time, we must fear God. Because when we fear God, we what? Give reverence unto God. We respect God. We love God. We seek God diligently, day and night. We 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 will do whatever we got to do for God. We just love on Him. We wake up early. We lay down in Him, and we wake up in Him, and we just love on Him. Amen. Glory to God. See, First Samuel tells us about the advantages of who fear the Lord. Let's go to First Samuel twelve, verses fourteen and fifteen. 
Amen? Okay. It says, If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandments of the Lord, hallelujah, then, and see y'all, we rebel, we rebel, and we're not obedient to those who God has put before us. So men and women of God that God has put over you, I'm not saying put over you to control you, manipulate you, no, because God will deal with them that is operating in that spirit because it's not of God. But you have to respect the anointing in place. Amen. You have to obey God and still be faithful unto God. Because the thing is, it ain't about you being faithful unto man. It's God. So that's why we got to quit serving man. Trying to do everything for man and one man for them to like us. Because the first time they offend us, now we don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop. We don't stop praising God. We don't stop serving God. We don't stop loving on God. Now we don't even want to come to prayer. Now we don't even want to come to church because something done went wrong. Somebody else is in our ear. Somebody else saying this. Somebody else saying that. Somebody saying, oh, they a witch. Somebody saying, oh, they doing this. Oh, somebody saying they doing that. Now you allow the enemy, because that's who it is, to distract you and move you out of your purpose. Because I don't care. You can leave there, but you still don't have to face that giant in your next place. Why? Because you did not deal with the giant that was there. So quit running from your deliverance because you are offended. Quit serving man and one man and serve God. You respect the spirit of God that's in the man and the woman and listen to the spirit of God that's in them. They give you um, instruction and direction and obey that. But you do it unto God in excellency. And do it unto God that you know that because it's coming through them and they're speaking, and even though I may not be feeling them right now, I may not even like them right now, but I know that God is speaking through them right now. I know that God is in them. And no matter what or how they feel about them, I'm still going to feel the Lord. Because when you fear the Lord, that means you respect even those that you may not even like. Glory to God. Because it says to love your enemies. Glory to God. To love those. Come on now. The Bible lets us know what we need to do. But the reason why God is not doing what he's saying he's going to do in our life is because we are not fearing the Lord. We are not being obedient to God because we are offended. We have been offended by the leaders and now we don't move out of the wheel and we're running over here. We're running over there. We ain't obedient to the things of God. And that's why you're going through what you're going through. You got to get back into the place where God has called you to, to receive your deliverance to get to your next. Because no matter if you try to go to your next without finishing where you are, you're going to end up right back there anyway because you have to finish it out. It has to be complete. It has to be done before you can move to the next place. Even though you may go to the next place, but you still got to complete the place that was not finished. Amen? So it says that if you fear the Lord, it says that, if ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandments of the Lord, then shall both ye also be king that reign over you and continue following the Lord your God. But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord but rebel against the command of the Lord, be against you as it was against your fathers. Now therefore stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. 
So it lets us know that God is a holy God. Amen. It's also letting us know that knowledge, the knowledge of God is understanding. He's giving us what? Understanding. He's giving us knowledge. The knowledge is what he told us what would happen if we fear the Lord. And us knowing that now we got an understanding. So now wisdom tells us to do the right thing. We got to do the right thing in order to receive the knowledge that he gave us because we got your understanding that if we don't do this thing, then guess what? Wisdom will not be our portion. Amen? Hallelujah. And then the lessons know these are other things that are coming upon us. It says, For thou, for by me thou days shall be multiplied, and the years of thy life shall be increased. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's not letting us know that we'll be on earth for eternal. We're talking about that we're going to have eternal life in heaven. Glory to God. When these bodies decay, we know we're going to heaven, but not going to hell. So I ask you this question on today. If Jesus showed up today, where are you going? Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? I know you've been in church for 50 years. I know you come to church every Sunday. But the question you need to ask yourself, do I love God? Am I in love with God? Have I been doing the will of God? Am I being obedient to God? Have I obeyed God? Am I fearing God? So ask yourself today, Lord, if you come today, am I going to heaven or hell? Because it's real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Amen? Hallelujah. It is real. Amen? So 12, if thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shalt bear. Amen? So we have our own responsibility in seeking wisdom. Hallelujah. And our own laws and reject the Lord. So if we reject the Lord by hearing wisdom through who God sent to us, then guess what? We mess it up ourselves. Amen? Because we should have our own, we should be responsible for seeking wisdom. We should be responsible for wanting to learn. God is not going to force us. Mm-hmm. God is not forcing us to learn. That's one thing about God. God would not force us to learn. He would not force us to receive something that would give us life when we know better, when we know what's right. Come on now, that's, that's elementary. Some of us still in elementary, y'all. We need to graduate. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. It says, a foolish woman is, 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 is glamorous and simple and know of nothing. Hallelujah. So that means that she does not have godly ways. The, the godly wisdom is not in her. Hallelujah. She's out of the will of God. Amen. She has poor, poor morals and poor character and poor, poor integrity and, and a poor attitude. And you better not accept no wisdom from her or him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And she rejects God through her foolishness because she don't respect God. Him too. Him or her. We talk about Miss Wisdom. Hallelujah. So that means that they would know nothing that is important. Amen. So you better not go with them with your problem. Because they're not going to give you godly wisdom. So when you're around fools who don't want to listen to wisdom, why are you around them and seeking counsel from them? It's like you will reject the men and women of God that you know that's of God, but because you are offended, and because somebody else told you a lie and you believe in it, 
you will reject wisdom and go run to the fool and receive lies that will take you to hell. Why? Hallelujah. Do not run to a fool because they have poor character. See, they don't even respect God. They don't even fear God. See, you will be able to tell those that respect and fear God. Amen? Just watch how they treat men and women of God. That's one way that you would know. See, this is the key. You can be in the church building, and you can come in, and you can walk right past the man or woman of God and don't even say hello. That right there, you don't fear the Lord. You really don't owe them no high, but out of respect, because God is in them. So really, you ain't even saying hi to God. Amen? I'm not saying that they're God. Let me make sure that I'm clearing that up. But what I am saying is that God is in them. So you ain't even saying hi to them. And then you're not, you're not even respecting them being the head of the house, being the leader in the house. You don't even speak. You don't even say hello. And you expect God to answer your prayer. You expect God to do whatever it is that you want him to do. When you don't, you foolish. Your surroundings, amen. Don't allow me to check. You keep me in order. You dress so funny because... Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.